0: Joe wins the faceoff, Navy on the run, five seconds to play, feed behind its intended target, shot and a goal for Joe Varello! What up, what up, boys and girls? Welcome to another special midweek edition of The Crease Eye presented by Barstool Sports, your one-stop shop for that stick talk for lax rats by lax rats. I'm Jordy from Barstool with me. As always, we've got Robbie O in the building, and we are here today to break down everything that happened this past weekend of April 20th to the 22nd and uh breaking down our top 10 as well so rob it was an absurd weekend of college lacrosse we have a shit ton a shit ton of shakeups in the rankings in the nation. So, how are we feeling this week after that uh, that fucking gong show of a weekend, dude?
1: I mean, you you said it best. We had a ton of shakeups, and uh, for the weekend preview episode, and even in your blog, dude, we were talking about it. This weekend kinda had funky written all over it. It was the last regular season weekend uh, slate of games before going into the conference uh, tournament for these teams. So. Hey, man, I, I just think we got to start it off. Division one lacrosse has a new number one team in the country. Down goes Maryland. Uh, Ohio State upsetting Maryland at Maryland 12-10, to 10, Jordy. Yeah, I mean, this is one that
0: I was kind of sniffing out right from the be- very beginning. Uh, you know, we mentioned it in last week's episode while we were previewing it. It's, you know, Ohio State versus Maryland. That was, uh, you know, that was just a a matchup last season uh, that was just boiling and boiling and boiling with Ohio State taking the regular season win over Maryland last year, then losing to Maryland in the Big Ten championship, then losing to Maryland again in the national championship. Uh, So, you know that they, you know, they Ever since uh, Memorial Day Monday last year, they've had this game schedule, this game circled against Maryland, and they were ready to kick some ass. Yeah. And they come out there and they knock off the number one team in the nation. So again, it's yeah. they they win the game that doesn't really matter that much and you know they're not going to be in the Big Ten tournament so uh you know regular season wins Maryland's not really that uh you know they're not that concerned with it they've been to Memorial Day weekend the last four years in a row but still I mean a huge a huge upset for Ohio State to pull off and kind of say you know fuck you for you know beating yeah. our ass in the Natty Championship and Big Ten Championship last year yeah
1: and then now Maryland's actually going to be going into uh, the Big Ten tournament with a loss so we'll see how uh that momentum shakes up the locker room, but. Dude, I was watching the game, and Maryland just kind of looked a little bit disorganized defensively, giving these kids a lot of room. And you know Ohio State, dude. Like, we've been covering them. They have a ton of Canadians. So, if you give them space, like, they're going to make you pay. Um well, I mean, Trey Leclerc, dude. If you get him yeah. anything inside 15
0: yards, he's he's sticking it. <laughs> he's going top corns on that for real. But uh, I mean, I I think you know this is a, a loss for Maryland. That I think it's one of those losses right before you know you can lose in April. And mm-hmm. still be fine, you like you cannot lose in May, but you can lose in April and come back from that, so I think that this is going to be one of those losses uh for Maryland that just kind of gets them to hit the reset button a little bit and uh, I, I think that that's probably going to be the last loss we see from Maryland for quite some time <laughs> uh, and then an, another top team in the nation going down uh dude Sunday it was yeah. It, it, was, it was it was bl- it was black it was black sunday in college across we've got maryland, number 1 maryland going down and then number 2 albany getting ah oh man it oh. it's tough because i'm i'm a huge albany guy but they got spanked spanked by the it was it was a battle of the pups there and the bulldogs <laughs> spanked the great danes 14 to 6 uh and and that just It's a dagger of a loss for Albany, Uh, you know, and and the most important thing that happened there. And and unfortunately, the most devastating thing for Albany is uh, so we we see Connor Fields go down pretty early in that game, non-contact injury. He's already had a sprained MCL this season. He's out there battling through that, got the knee brace on. Uh, Just trying to do everything he can to be out there for his team in his senior season, Uh, and that knee just buckles on him. And you know, we're we're still, you know, by the time that this podcast comes out, there might be an actual update. As of right now, they're still waiting for the MRI results. But uh, anytime it's a non-contact injury like that, it's 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 looking like it's it's probably ACL. Uh, So I mean, that's just a, a devastating blow for. You know, not only the great game, but especially for for Connor, who's had an incredible career there. Uh, but hey, I mean, you can't take anything away from Yale coming out on top of that one, right?
1: Yeah, no, and and I actually think it started at, at the faceoff x. You know, Connor Mackey going thirteen for twenty one against probably the second best faceoff guy in the country behind Trevor Baptiste, uh, TD Ireland. So, I mean. Possessions win games. You know, we, we know that. You can't score without the ball in your stick. So, I mean, uh, Yale was making every possession count, and they came away with 14 goals. But, I mean, you know, like, like you said, huge, huge blow to the Great Danes. You know, our, our thoughts are with Connor Fields. Obviously, a non-contact – any injury is horrible, but just seeing a, a guy go down, knee buckle with a non-contact injury is, is never a good sign. And, uh, dude, this Albany team is just a lot – different without Connor Fields. You know, uh, he's the offense ran through him and he's arguably the best player in the country.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I I don't think that there's anybody who takes uh, any sort of joy in injuries. Uh, But I, I I think if I'm Vermont right now, I at least, uh, you know, I at least (laughs) see a possibility of getting myself into the NCAA tournament through winning the America East, because, you know, again, I love Albany and everything that that uh, program has done over the last few years and everything that they kind of mean for the cross and creativity in the game. Without Connor Fields, they just they can't get it working. And, I mean, I, you, you wouldn't expect them to. I mean, yeah. he's he's probably he's a top three player in the nation. Uh, so when you lose a guy like that, obviously it's going to change the complexion of your team. Uh, but, I mean, Yale, dude, moving forward, like yeah. look at – the season that Yale has had. They haven't had like the most ridiculous out of conference uh, schedule, uh, but I mean, they've only got two losses on the year. The first one was. Uh, to open up the season in uh you know in Frisco, Texas, to Villanova, so I mean we always say you can 't take the first week of Ivy league play uh you know too seriously because they start the season later. This one was also down in Texas and it 's an overtime loss to Villanova. Their only other loss has been to Bucknell who's <laughs> when they went on yeah. that stretch of just of just assassinating, you know, top-ranked yeah, teams. That,
1: that, 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 that should, was a one-goal game
0: too, right? So those are yeah, – Yeah. So, 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 so both yeah, of these two, are one-goal yeah, teams.
1: They're, they're two goals away from being an undefeated team, so.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, like we always mention that, you know, as we start heading into May into the NCAA tournament, it uh, definitely puts the Ivy League teams at a disadvantage because, <laughs> you know, they actually have to, like, take, like, these ridiculous finals and shit like that where, you know, maybe other guys can kind of just pass that. You know, kind of, kind of, you know, dish that off to a, to another time. Uh, but I mean, dude, this Yale team is a wagon. Uh, they get, you know, they get production all over the place. You know, offensively, they've they've got you know a few guys over thirty points, obviously yeah. led by Ben Reeves. Uh, you know, and then defensively, uh, they've got a freshman here, Chris Fake, who has been uh putting on a clinic out there and just shutting down these you know these best offensive players in the nation so they're definitely looking great moving forward uh but you know yeah I mean we mentioned uh you know we mentioned one Big Ten uh shakedown on uh on Sunday and you know staying with staying with black Sunday and uh you know just a murderous row of games. We've got the Rutgers Scarlet Knights taking down the Penn State Nittany Lions 11 to eight and that kind of shapes things up uh you know heading into this Big 10 tournament. I know that these teams uh I think most of them all have at least one more game scheduled for this weekend coming up here uh before the Big 10 schedule or Big 10 tournament is uh you know fully rounded out here, but a win over Penn State puts uh you know they uh, puts Rutgers into that third spot there. Uh so that's definitely uh you know probably going to be a little bit of an easier task for them than having to go up against maryland first round So a huge win for Rutgers, robbie o, what do you got on your boys yeah the i mean jersey boys
1: I, the, the scarlet knights bunch of jersey boys yeah dude i love it and speaking of a jersey boy dude kid who's been absolutely balling out the number seven pick in the mll draft it's jules Hedberg. i mean he's keeping this season going you know he had a monstrous junior year. Everyone was kind of like, okay, can he do it again? Senior year. He's, you know, putting up even more numbers. And this is a team dude that has been getting, in my opinion, robbed year after year by the NCAA selection committee. So, you know, I think this could be the year that they're going to not need help getting into the tournament. Um, just like Yale, this is a team that is two goals away from being undefeated. Uh, they have two losses on the year. one, uh, oh, pardon me. I did not see the two-goal loss against Army. They have uh, a one-goal loss against Princeton, 15-4 to early in the season, and then uh, a one-goal loss in defending uh, Natty Champs, the Maryland Terps. So, you know, dude, this is a team that's been uh, continuing to impress and uh, on all cylinders. And, uh, yeah, it's really good just to kind of see Rutgers balling out. I mean, the Big Ten has just been making a name for themselves as a conference this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, the way that I look at teams, you know, like a Rutgers or, you know, even like a, uh, you know, like a, like a Bucknell even, or, you know, these teams that, you know, you're, you're trying to think about what they're going to give you in May. I mean, anyone can, you know, win a game in April, anyone can lose a game in April, but Mm -hmm. when you're looking at these teams who are going to make a run in May, I always look to see, you know, all right, like has this team, like, I don't care about what their record is. Have they gotten blown out before? You know, because if you're a team who's who's gotten their shit kicked in, uh, you know, I, I think that that's it, it's just a real suspect to me that you guys can go out there and have a game where absolutely nothing is working for you. Rutgers isn't one of those teams. I mean, their their only losses on the season have been either one or two goal losses. Uh, so this you know this is a team that can stay in games for four quarters no matter who they're playing against. Whether you know it's Maryland or whether it's, you know, a team, you know, like no disrespect or anything, but like, you know, St. John's not having like the greatest season in the world. Uh, but I mean, so, you know, this is a team who who shows up, they compete for four quarters and, you know, they're either going to come away with a win or, you know, it's going to be a, a, a tight loss, but that's what you're looking for in May. Uh, you know, and, and speaking of a team who got a real close win and this win came with under a second. On the clock, the midshipman from Navy with the buzzer beater over Cuse in the carrier dome, and it is Joe Varello scoring the dagger goal of Fogo goal, a Fogo buzzer beater against his brother Danny Varello. This is why (laughs) listen, I I I think like you can't I want to say you can't write a script like this, like you can't make this shit up. The only thing though is when we saw this matchup, and you were talking about it in the weekend preview. When when we saw the matchup, brother versus brother at the faceoff x, I feel like yeah, like this is like a storybook fucking ending for that. So I guess you could write the script for it, but you assholes know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I dude, that was ins- this is why we love sports. I mean, it, the number one. Most isolated, mano-a-mano position on the entire lacrosse field is the face-off X. It's just you versus the guy across from you. And the fact that it was older brother versus big brother, just the battle of the brothers at the X was insane to start off with, to start out with, and then to have the the buzzer-beater goal, a walk-off goal from a Fogo, which, you know, Fogo goals don't come around, you know, that often but to do it in that fashion against your little brother and then at the end because there was still 0.2 seconds on the clock like you said left and then you saw it and then at the end of uh they had to take one more face off just because and they both didn't try drop their sticks and gave each other a hug uh now i mean that's powerful that's the power of sports right there i don't i don't care if, if you've never seen a game of lacrosse in, in your life if you know that storyline you know that, that's that's gonna hit
0: yeah, and I mean just just the way it happened was just I mean like if you were watching that game live like that's one where you know you you could be on the couch all alone by yourself feeling you know you're just like drinking by yourself, eating by yourself, feeling all depressed. All of a sudden you see that goal and you're jumping up and down like screaming like holy shit. Did you? I mean, Varela he wins the face off, brings it down on the on the break kicks it out to the point guy point guy loses the ball and it hits the it hits the carpet bounce somehow Varello or well, I guess they're both Varello but somehow <laughs> Joe comes up with the ball and just dunks it Point two seconds left on the clock uh, absolutely absurd and I mean that that's one where you know right now the Patriot League you know that that's a big win for Navy uh you know obviously it's not an in-conference win but uh, you know, the, the Patriot League is just racking up wins. They are racking up top teams in the country. Uh, you know, obviously a, a tough one for Cuse, but, you know, they'll still be fine heading into the ACC but, tournament. By
1: the, by the way, how about that backhanded goal by uh, Gronkowski with lacrosse stick? Jack Ray. That was filthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how
1: fucking big is that guy? Dude, he's like six eight. He's six eight. He's fast too. Uh, he's on my summer team this year, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll do a couple of those. Yeah, kid's an absolute beast. There you go. Must be nice. But- <laughs> must must be real nice.
0: Yeah, buddy. Hey, why don't you uh, fucking chop off from your, you know, from your <laughs> shin down and give me some of those inches. Uh, but so, I mean, but again, you know, the, the, the Patriot League, they're just gunning down top teams. And, uh, you know, a, another big one in the Patriot this week, we had the Loyola Greyhounds. They take care of Army. Uh, you know, they beat the troops 12 to 8 uh, and listen, I mean, I mean, this is just, this is kind of what we were expecting to see out of Loyola right now is, you know, they're, they're turning it on at the right time. I mean, they've, they've been turned on for a while now. They only have three losses on the year. One of them was opening up to Virginia. They had a little slip up in the middle of the season to Duke, but I mean, Duke right now is, you know, we'll get into it later, but they're uh, pretty high up on our, uh, personal top 10 rankings here at the crease dive uh, you know and then they also again another one of those teams that got caught up losing to Bucknell when Bucknell was going on a fucking heater uh, so put Loyola so right now we you know they they take care of army and now we've got a three-way tie at the top of the Patriot League these teams are all seven and one in the conference we've got Bucknell Loyola and Navy uh, Lehigh is down there at the uh, at the fourth spot in that Patriot League tournament, uh, but I mean, dude, Loyola—I mean, yeah. they've got a, a four-game win streak right now heading into the Patriot tournament. Looks like they'll play against uh, Navy in this tournament. They've already handled Navy pretty—you uh, know—pretty easily, fifteen to nine earlier in the season. Uh, so Loyola
1: getting hot at the right time. Uh, yeah. well, you know, what do you think about Pat Spencer and the Greyhounds, dude? I mean, he's got ninety points, uh, at least approaching ninety points. I think he's at like 80, 80, 89 right now. So one, I, I would just absolutely love to see him get a hundred, uh, hit those triple digits, uh, dude. mean, like you said, they're they're playing hot and at the right time um you know ever since their loss to bucknell kind of the same thing with yale i guess it's kind of like a good luck chuck these two teams have been on an absolute tear uh they've had great goaltending their fogo game has been lights out so you know they're getting the possessions they're getting kind of the tangibles the stuff that you need to do to win the games and uh, you know th- this seems like a group that they they're it's not the youngest team you know w- pat spencer's a junior, correct? One that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a senior, so you know he, he's a three-year starter. He's not. I think there's a big, big difference in play style, especially at the attack position, when it comes to confidence in a sophomore year to a junior year. You know, a, a, he's developed a lot, um, and you know, you got Toomey, who's a fantastic coach, so. This proposes the question. Oh, and also, dude, their leader down there at, uh, at the defense, Foster Higgins or Foster Huggins, pardon me, who's the alpha on the deep pole He got drafted. But, you, uh, dude, Jordy, this proposes the question, and I, I kind of want your two cents on this before we get into the top 10, is is the Patriot League a two-bid league? Oh, the Patriot is
0: without a doubt a two-bid league. Uh, I mean – the Like I said, you know, this is a conference right now that is so tight. Uh, You know, every, you know, every team in the top three, I mean, you can make a case for Loyola. You can make a case for Bucknell. You can make a case for Navy being in the tournament. I I think that, you know, um, you know, obviously Loyola and Bucknell right now are two tops, and, and, you know, you'll see them, uh, here when we break down our top 10 rankings, uh, currently. But I mean, Navy, again, you know, it's, it's a team that, you know, if, if they get hot and, you know, uh, if they could, you know, they could very easily end up winning the Patriot, uh, so then they're in there. And if Navy gets the, the AQ, well, then you have to think about, you know, all right, does, you know, Loyola get the, uh, you know, the, at, at large, or does Bucknell? Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it's definitely uh, you know it's it's taking over right now is probably the most intriguing conference in college across. Uh, I think you know I think I would say that the Big Ten right now is the best conference. Uh, Patriot Patri- League
1: in front of them, They're in uh, front of ACC.
0: I I oh if I'm ranking, yeah. it, I go I go Big Ten, Patriot. Okay. dude,
1: I, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, you you can't argue it. I mean, ACC historically has been probably the best conference in all of college across. But you know, Patriot League has two teams in the top ten, three teams in the top fifteen. Uh, dude, this uh this Patriot League uh, conference tournament is gonna be very very interesting. Excited to see who comes up, uh, ah, comes out on top.
0: Yeah, real quick while while we're talking though about conferences absolutely dominating and just hanging total hammer. Uh real quick, let me say something about, you know, this is something that we mentioned at the like very beginning of the podcast, probably week 1 of the podcast, uh hyping up the attackmen in the Ivy league uh, and, and real quick here, right before we get into our uh, top 10 rankings, I just want to mention that in terms of points in the nation, the Ivy league has three of the top five point scorers in the country. You've got Jeff T leading the way with 87 points on the year from Cornell. Michael Sowers from Princeton is third in the nation with 79 points. And then you've got Ben Reeves, Coming in at fifth in the nation with seventy-one. So you've got three attackmen in the Ivy, all with seventy-plus points. Jeff T leading the way with eighty-seven. I mean, we 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 mentioned this before. Yeah, pull and, the tape. Pull and, you know, the tapes. Yeah, roll the tapes and Jesus Christ, what a clinic these kids are putting on. Bunch of nerds, but Bunch a clinic for sure. But that's going to wrap up uh the weekend recap and uh let's just roll right in now to our top 10 rankings. Uh listen, I mean we we talked about this at large at at uh you know, last week's recap episode where, you know, listen man, I, it's their rankings, take them for what they're worth. You know, I, you know, we we text each other back and forth about what teams we think deserve to be where, but we're not really set on any. We're not really married on any of these numbers. So, like, if you're gonna come and yell at us, being like, "Oh, why is Cornell at this spot and not at that spot?" First off, like, go fuck yourself, because like you care about it way more than we do. <laughs> and second off, I mean, it, dude, it's a crapshoot it, when yeah. you're talking about the top ten teams in the nation. Any team can shift at any current time, so uh, you know. Let's just bang right through these real quick. Just uh, you know, get them right to you here. Coming in at number ten in the nation, we've got the Bucknell Bison. They stay at ten after a big fourteen to seven win over Lehigh last weekend. Uh, going down to number nine, the you know these two teams shared the number ten spot last weekend, uh, but Rutgers gets the bump to take number nine all for themselves after their eight. 11 to eight win over Penn state Uh, staying with the big 10 coming in at eight. We've got the Johns Hopkins blue Jays. You know, they uh, they squeak out a one goal win against Michigan, which doesn't exactly look great on paper, uh, but it's a conference win. And, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to reward that Uh, at seven in the nation the cornell big red ever heard of them they go up and and they wax the shit out of brown 19 to 5 dude brown has been getting their shit pumped
1: <laughs> the last couple of I, weeks want to
0: and cornell dude,
1: i want to know who the who the goalie is and i'm sorry if, if he's listening dude he he lets in 27 goals and lets in 19 I, uh, is that 46 goals
0: yeah, I do. Uh, I'm. I'm not a math guy, but that sounds about right to me. And uh, hey, you know, hey, buddy, Brown. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, Brown. Here's a little uh, free piece of advice for you. How about you guys stop practicing with beach balls? Uh, coming in at number six, uh, dropping a couple more spots. The Albany Great Danes. They, uh, you know, they drop down to six after dropping that 14 to six loss to Yale. Um, you know, again, a, a, an Albany team without Connor Fields just isn't quite the same. So they're, you know, they're kind of out of my top tier yeah. of teams to make it to memorial day weekend but inching closer and closer to that top tier we've got the loyola greyhounds uh, coming in at number five after their 12 to 8 win over army and like i said you know like we both said this loyola team is staying yeah. extra hot at the right time uh, so they're looking great heading into patriot league play uh, number four uh, you know, this is you know, it's it's a whatever win. Uh, you know, playing against Providence, but it's the Denver Pios, and uh, they get a thirteen to six win over Providence. But listen, I mean, Tierney's got the Pios. Uh,
1: you know, great, great postseason,
0: great postseason form. They're always in great postseason form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you you have to take. Denver's you know in the last few years their entire body of work into consideration when you consider them you know a top threat to make it to Memorial Day weekend uh dropping down a couple spots to number 3 it's the reigning champs the Maryland Terps they dropped to 3 after losing to Ohio State 12 to 10 uh you know like you know again we said this is uh probably going to end up being a good loss for maryland it 's better to yeah. lose in April than it is to lose in may, and you know I, I think you know we mentioned it before you know when you 're playing this big ten you know this big ten schedule in the regular season and then the big ten tournament uh you know that 's just a gauntlet, so eventually you have to lose at least once uh, so better now than than later number two after after winning the Battle of the pups it 's the Yale Bulldogs the Ivy League coming in at number two after their 14-6 to win over Albany. And returning to the number one spot in the crease dive rankings, we've got Justin Gutterding and the Duke Blue Devils. They come in at number one after their 17-5 to win over Marquette. And uh, listen, man, hey, Duke, they were part of, uh, you know, the... One of my, uh, you know, for all the gearheads out there, Duke was a part of a trend this weekend. Which yeah. so uh, let him let him know what it is. So last week, STX they come out with a new bucket. Listen, anyone who's listened to this podcast, anybody who's followed me on any sort of social media platform, knows what I thought of the STX Stallion, and I thought that the Stallion was a joke. To lacrosse, a joke to lacrosse equipment. It was a absolutely brutal bucket. But STX, they come out with a new lid last week. The STX Rival, uh, you know, they kind of round out the shape a little bit, make it look like an actual lacrosse helmet for once. And uh, so there were three teams who debuted the STX Rival this weekend: Duke, Ohio State, and UNC. So as we just, what are they all in? As we just mentioned, Duke got that seventeen to five win over Marquette. Ohio State knocks down the defending champs and UNC gets their first win in about like a goddamn month and a half. They take down Notre Dame. So all three teams were in the rival. Came away with a win this weekend, so uh, yeah. listen, hey man, SDX. That's uh, listen, no free ads or anything like that. Yeah, no right? So you know we might have to go in, edit out the name of of the the helmet maker. But uh, <laughs> listen, man, hey, I guess uh, look good, feel good, play good, and the boys were all playing great this weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's
1: about time. <laughs> it's a, it's about time SDX figured it out. I mean, they they probably just got so much heat. Uh, obviously not just from us, but I, I'm pretty sure the entire lacrosse community uh, wouldn't be caught in, a, in an STX uh, helmet unless you absolutely had to wear it for your team. Um, so yeah, dude. I mean that, that's a great uh, little promo for uh, for STX there, getting your top three teams to wear the new helmet, and then them all getting huge wins too like duke over marquette ohio state over number one maryland and unc over notre dame so it's not not they were just little wins those are big wins too rocking the rivals so props big ups to STX on that yeah again
0: no free ads but like if you wanted to send over like a <laughs> crease dive customized stx rival like i wouldn't like <laughs> not put it on my head uh but hey man it was a absolute wild weekend in college across and we are entering the final week of april here before we get into to may uh so we're i mean we're getting down to crunch time here and uh you know i I think uh you know last weekend was a, a a shit show and i think it only gets uh you know i think it only gets a little funkier from here so uh buckle up bitches because we are about to go for a ride that'll wrap up the weekend recap episode of The Crease Dive. Uh, you know, We've got a couple of huge, huge, and, and I'm not just saying this to hype ourselves up, but we've got some enormous guests lined up for this Friday's episode. So you're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss anything going on with The Crease Dive right now. So make sure that you get your ass onto Twitter and Instagram. You follow us right now at The Crease Dive on both Twitter and Instagram. You follow us. You smash that subscribe button. You tell all of your friends to smash that subscribe button. You tell your family. You tell your enemies. <laughs> you tell everyone because we've got an enormous episode lined up for Friday. And uh, we'll see you guys there, all right? Low to high to the day we die, we out.